Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi again, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve uh, our Lord. Uh, before I introduce uh, our guests uh, for the podcast today, just a couple of quick things. Um, you can also listen to When the Scriptures Become Real uh, on Facebook. You can just look up my name, Jordan Pugh, there. Uh, you can find it. You can also find it on Instagram by looking up my name um, on Pinterest and Twitter as well uh, under the same uh, handles. Uh, today, you know, we have a special guest. Um, his name is Case Britton, and I'll let him introduce himself to you guys. Uh, my name is uh, Case Britton. I'm 22 years old. I am uh, currently the youth and family minister for the Lake City Church of Christ for about two more weeks. <laughs> uh, and then I'll uh, move to Laverne, Alabama to serve as a minister for the Laverne Church of Christ. Uh, Case, um, Case was actually a, uh, a friend of mine at the School of Preaching. We were actually known each other before that uh, for camps and lectureships and whatever else the church meets, you know, Case and I were there. So um, I really appreciate him being on. I appreciate his friendship and everything that, uh, you know, him and his family do um, for the gospel's sake. So for today's podcast, what we want to talk about, uh, we want to talk about the concept of, of waiting on the Lord. You know, waiting, um, it's, it's a concept that our society uh, really doesn't deal well with. Um, you know, we want everything to happen so fast, don't we? You know, we think about, you know, when you order something on Amazon, you know, you got that prime, right? You want it to, <laughs> you want it to be at the, at the door, you know, in the next couple minutes, right? Even though you do get two-day shipping. <laughs> you know, you think about, you know, the food that we have, you know, I know some restaurants where, you know, some pizza joints, you know, if you don't get your pizza delivered in six, seven minutes, and then you want it, you know, you get it for free, you know, so we want everything, you know, now. Um, but the concept of waiting and what the Lord wants us to do, and that's what Case, Case and I are going to talk about, is the Lord actually requires uh, us to wait. So I think that's kind of going to be a challenge for us. Um, as the Lord wants us to wait when we're in such a fast paced um, society. So I know we're going to talk about uh, a few verses today, but specifically starting off um, case, what do you think about, you know, Isaiah chapter 40 uh, verse number 31, you know, when it talks about uh, we're waiting on the Lord. You know, it's a, uh, it's, it's such a funny thing. I, I mentioned to, uh, to you right before we got started about how, you know, I had actually never really seen this verse pop up in any kind of Bible study or sermon, you know, obviously when you read through scriptures, you're going to go over it. But um, as I started to pay attention to it a lot more, uh, my dad actually preached on it uh, Sunday night and actually used this verse right at the tail end of his sermon, uh, talking about our W-A-I-T problem, our weight problem. And uh, one of the things that just really, really stands out to me, and I guess the best way to do it would be just to start off by reading it. Um, verse 31 of Isaiah 40 says, uh, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know, when it comes to our waiting on the Lord, uh, obviously that comes with a lot of faith. 
that comes with a lot of trust that comes with a lot of uh, opportunity for me to have to step back and say, you know what, listen, I need to let him do what he's going to do. I need to take a moment for, for my life to be set aside for me not to have control over everything, but rather for me to let him take control and, and let him do what he has promised it, that he, uh, that he would do. And you mentioned the fast food thing and the Amazon prime. And I, and I know that's kind of a jokingly, but uh, that's becoming uh, such a problem for us, yeah. you know, and, and those things help to, to uh, help grow other problems within us. Not only is our patience no longer an issue because, Oh, I can get it in two days. All right. I need it now. You know, right. I need one day shipping, which is coming. <laughs> we want to hear pretty soon, but that also kind of feeds uh, greed. And it feeds you wanting more material possessions. And, you know, I can't say anything. I've got a prime membership, especially at Christmas. They're, you know, our mailman's starting to get to know us very well (laughs) right now. Uh, You know, fast food restaurants, uh, all these things. We've become the society that is controlled by wanting things and wanting it now. And when that relates to our faith and when that relates to our relationship with God, sometimes we mess up what God has intended for us because we try and do things ourselves instead of allowing him uh, for some time to, to, to really help to align things in our right. lives and, and really get things in order. I'm so glad you brought that up, dude, because you, you talk about sometimes waiting. It, it causes us to, to use our own faith. You know, obviously there's, there's plenty of, of men and women that we can talk about. You know, we can reference, anyone in Hebrews 11, you know, there's so many people we can reference, but (laughs) the entirety of (laughs) the entire book, you know, but, you know, I think about one person when it talks about faith and waiting coupled together, I always think about Abraham going back to Genesis chapter 12. You know, you know, you think about like, you know, case, if I told you, you know, I didn't give you a timetable. I didn't give you when it was going to happen. But I say, look, I'm gonna give you 500 bucks. You know, you expect that to happen pretty soon. But, you know, remember in Genesis chapter 12, what did God promise Abraham that he's been waiting on? But I'm going to get you a son. But, you know, people don't realize God didn't give him a timetable. God didn't give him when it was going to happen. So he literally just said it and then just let Abraham believe that that was going to happen. When it was an impossible, his age, Sarah's, Sarah's age at the time. You know, when we talk about waiting on the Lord, man, from Genesis 12, you know, all the way to, I think it's what, chapter 20? I think so, yeah. Or 21, when Isaac is born, he had to wait 25 years. <laughs> he was 75 in chapter 12. Then in chapter 21, he's 100 when Isaac's finally born. Imagine, bro, 25 years of wait. And that, that points right back to Isaiah, what you were talking about. You know, and, and when I also think about not only Abraham, uh, but as well as Moses and, you know, you, you kind of follow in that, uh, go straight from Genesis into Exodus. You think about Moses and him waiting uh, on the Israelites, him waiting on the Lord to, to lead him to the promised land. And, uh, and it, it becomes one of those things where, uh, you know, why was Moses left out of the promised land? Because he disobeyed God for striking the rock. Why? Right. Because, he lost his patience. He lost his focus on who's in control and he wanted to be in control of it himself. And so he struck the rock instead of speaking to it. And, and one thing that really just stands out to me uh, in our lives today is that, you know, how many things uh, that we might not ever even know about 
do we miss out on just because we don't practice patience and just because we don't practice our faith with God? You know, it, it's, it's, it'd be tough for us to think about the things that we never, you know, got to experience because it might not have even been knowledge to us yeah. because we tried to direct our lives in one path and missed out on something great that God had set for before us. Oh and, man. And you bring the, oh dude. You on. So this is what happens when you get two preachers together. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think about that again with Abram at the time, you know, he waited to a point. I think, I think we don't have a problem with waiting, but I think we'll wait up to a point. Yeah. And then yeah. once that point hits, all right, God forgot. So imagine you're, five, six, seven for Abraham of 25, seven years passed by. God told me seven years ago that the sun was going to happen. Nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Then you start to see, you know, according to the scripture, you see the, the impatience of Sarai. You see the impatience. Well, I have this handmaid, Hagar. It may be, the Bible says that the child might come through her. And so Abram goes into her. So you know, I, I think about the, the plans that God have for us, has for us. You know, it's kind of like a um, like an artist painting a picture and God has the paintbrush and we're the canvas, you know, and he's painting on that thing. And we want it to be finished so fast that we paint for him. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, well, I wasn't even getting to there yet. Mm -hmm. So then you know how you got to use the white out. Then you got to do all this. <laughs> you got to start over because we were so impatient that we wanted to see the picture right now. You know, and God has and he sees the bigger picture. Exactly what you were talking about, man. And I think, uh, you know, especially when it comes into the, that kind of situation of waiting and taking control, I know like me personally, one of the things that I struggled, I say struggled with is in, in, as if it was past tense, but <laughs> one of the things that I continue to struggle with more so or less so now than when I was younger was trying to discern what opportunities was God setting in front of me and what was I trying to make for myself? Mm, Am yeah. I to go down this path? Uh, or is this just something that is is there for me uh, as an option? Is this the way that God intends for me? Is this what God wants? Uh, is this what God wants for me for my life? Or is this something that I want for myself? Therefore, I look as it look at it as a gift from God. Mm. You know, oh. and that, I, I think I've gotten myself into a lot of trouble in times <laughs> past, and you know, you really kind of be like, this is what God wants for me. And I tell myself what God wants rather than listening to, to God tell me what he wants for me. Yeah, and I think this poses the next question I want to ask um, our listeners and, and UK's here. But do you ever wonder what is the reason why God makes us wait? You know, obviously, like we talked about with society today, you know, obviously we don't want to wait. So therefore, why would we ask that question in society today? But why would God want us to wait? And I, and I listed three reasons here, and I know you probably have something to say here on this too, Case. Um, but the, the three reasons that, that I came up with that um, why God makes us wait is, number one, I believe that when we wait, um, we appreciate what we've been waiting on more because we had to wait. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, you know, you think about Abraham in Genesis 12, and then once Isaac, here, Isaac is here in Genesis chapter 21, you know, don't you think that Abram probably... Uh, appreciated Isaac way more because he had to wait for him. Yeah. <laughs> and then imagine, imagine how he feels about Ishmael now, you know, man, if I wouldn't have done this a couple years ago, then all this wouldn't have happened, you know? So 
you know, he tried to run ahead of God, you know, just like Isaiah talks about. But then number two, I think um, the Lord wants us to wait um, because he wants us to learn to trust him more, just like, like you talked about. You know, my favorite Psalm is Psalm chapter 37, you know, and again, uh, to our listeners with this podcast, you know, we don't talk about our, our opinions, or, you know, what we think, we talk about the scripture. So we encourage you to get your phone, your tablet, your physical Bible out and, and turn and study here uh, with us as Case and I are doing here. Um, but in Psalm 37, it always talks about trust and specifically um, in, in verse number 30 uh, or verse number three of chapter 37. The Bible says to trust in the Lord and do good, and so shalt thou dwell uh, in the land. And then verse number 35, commit thy way into the Lord. Then notice what he says again, and trust also in him, and then he shall bring it to pass. You know, so I think the Lord wants us to become dependent on him. Like you said, rather than being, oh, is this what Case wants? Is this what Jordan wants? Because it's here. Or, man, do I just have to wait just a little bit longer? Um, for what God wants for me. You know, and, and the last reason I have is I think um, when we wait on the Lord, we learn to be still. Mm -hmm. You know, you remember, you know, popular verse here, but remember in, in Psalm uh, chapter 46, uh, I believe it's uh, verse number 10, uh, where the Bible uh, talks about be still and know that I am God. How can you be still if you're constantly trying to do stuff, if yes. you're constantly <laughs> trying to run your own life? You know, no wonder. Isaiah talks about it. Psalm talks about it. Be still. Look, Jordan, Case, y'all need to calm down and be still and know that I can take care of you. And I think those are the three reasons that I came up with of why, you know, God makes us wait. And I think I would add to that, um, you know, God makes us wait in order. And, and this kind of one of them kind of coincides. The second one is more foot file. Um, God makes us wait until we're ready. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, he knows that what I can handle at this point and he knows what I can handle down the road. Right. Uh, as well as God makes us wait, um, for someone else to be ready. Mm. You know, I might not, be, I might be in a situation myself where, man, I can do this, that, and the other, but the, the things that I do and the people who I'm around have it, you know, coincide with one another. My actions can have uh, either positive or negative. Uh, I forget the word I'm looking for <laughs> impact yeah, on, on the people around me. Yeah. You know, I might be ready for it, but my mom and dad might not, or my yeah. best friend might not, or my coworkers might not. And so sometimes I need to wait until God's done working on them so that we can work together. Mm. And at the same time, Sometimes I need to realize that even though I'm ready, that doesn't mean that I should not help others to be ready. Just because I'm good doesn't mean that, but why aren't you ready? You know, that means I need to look at myself and go, Hey, yeah, I'm ready. Come on, come on. Let's work together. Let's get you into a position where we can work together and let's get you working. Yeah. Uh, you know, you think about really just uh, maybe the relationship between Paul and Timothy, uh, or maybe even the relationship between Jesus and his disciples. Mm. Jesus was constantly getting his disciples ready. Yeah. He was constantly working to make sure that they were ready. And when the time came for him to pass on from this life, he wanted to make sure that when he returned to his heavenly father, that, that he had prepared his apostles to continue the work. 
and, and you look at just their whole uh, stage of maturity throughout his ministry. And you look at all the times that he would, you know, if, if we were in his shoes, we might look at them like, <laughs> haven't you seen all my miracles, especially even at the end of his life yeah. you know, when he comes back and it, they're astonished at the fact that he returned. And, you know, you read that and you're like, you watched him perform all these miracles throughout his whole life. And you're astonished at this. Yeah. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, that he wanted to make sure that they were ready for his leaving. And yeah. he wanted to make sure that the church was going to be established by them and that they had reached that point. And I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, the people who uh, d- dropped their nets and left their boats on the, on that day to follow after Christ uh, were way different from the people who he ascended into heaven from yeah. uh, they had matured to a point that they were ready and they had matured to a point where their faith and their trust and their abilities uh, to serve God had greatly changed and had greatly improved. And Jesus showed a very practical hands-on way in order to mature. And that's just simply to follow after him. Yeah. You got a patience problem. Guess who doesn't? Christ. <laughs> that's right. No problem. Guess who doesn't? Christ. Follow after him and you'll be set kind of thing. Yeah. And I love the point you brought up before is, you know, you kind of, and I have this problem like you have, you know, sometimes where you think about, is this what Christ wants for me or is this what I want? You know, and, you know, to, you know, there's listeners out there that know us, there's listeners that don't, but for the ones that do know us, you know, I'm extremely happy for Case now, you know, that, that he's engaged. Um, you know, it's awesome to see that him and, and, and Sydney together, which is amazing. You know, I'm yeah. really, really happy for you. Yeah, bro. I'm still shocked at it too, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but to see, um, you know, to see you guys grow, you know, and me from being on the outside uh, as a single guy, you know, knowing you guys forever, seeing that the Lord, um, you know, you've heard of the, the topic of, you know, match made in heaven. Yeah, You know, but I I don't believe that there's, you know, a match made in heaven, but, you know, I do believe that the Lord can bring two people together. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you know, seeing you guys, um, you know, you can see that both of you are actually what you each other needs. And you can see, well, God, you know, I can work with Case. I can work with Sydney when they're together. Then I can work with them as one. Yeah. You know, and that's how and that came from you and her like we're talking about Isaiah 40, Psalm 37, that came from both of you as individuals before y'all even came together. That came from both of y'all waiting because what if you would have had, or what if she would have had that attitude of Abram in Genesis? Well, Lord, you know, I'm this age now, you know, I'm still single. So I'm gonna just go out and wild out. You know what I mean? What you have now wouldn't have come to pass. Yeah. You know, and just like you talked about, sometimes we can get in our own way. And and I really think, you know, um, that I'm extremely uh, lucky in this situation, not just lucky in the fact that I've got such a great girl as Sydney. Uh, and I hope she watches this so I can get some brownie points for that. I got uh, you. But yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just extremely grateful in the situation that, um, you know, I tried to to be like Abram. You know, yeah. I tried to, to not let God control uh, who I was in a relationship. And I tried to... Uh, seek out and find what I wanted and not what God wanted for me. And I just got incredibly lucky that, you know, I came to the realization that what God wanted for me was Sydney. 
and the person who I needed to be, I could become with her and that she would, she would not only allow for me to, but she would encourage me right. to become a better person who I need to be. And, you know, when you, when you really start to think about it, uh, I met Sydney the same way that I met you at foundations camp, yeah. um, which you know, I mean, this should probably be a great plug for foundations. <laughs> um, but um, I got her a, uh, a present uh, for Valentine's one year and it's a picture. Our first a picture. Right now, bro? <laughs> it's our first picture together and it's a little heart picture of me and her and it's a little heart picture of of a map of the Memphis school of preaching the date that we met and uh, in quotes not date camp and you know it's one of the big things about uh, foundations it's its focus is on uh, studying after god's word yeah um but just as you know we became great friends from meeting each other at foundations uh me and sydney uh, met at foundations. And in fact, um, by the time that we had actually started dating, um, we had already tried talking to each other, uh, two times before that. And we learned very quickly <laughs> we needed to wait, <laughs> yeah. uh, that the time wasn't right. And, you know, we just got extremely lucky that, um, we kept that patience. Yeah. That we kept that that perseverance of making sure that we had a focus on when the time comes, it, it'll be right. Uh, and the first and second time, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, and you know, we had to take a step back and look and say, "Hey, you know, this might be what we want, and this might be something that uh, could work, uh, but it's not what God wants right now." And it took us a lot of years of maturing and a lot of years of growing closer to each other and growing closer to friends to where the it got to the point where it wasn't a let's work hard to make this work. Uh, it got to the point where making it work wasn't even a task at all. Mm-hmm. That it just became so natural. Uh, you know, we have our ups and downs, of course. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it has to do with our patience. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even when that kind of plays into um, patience and waiting on the Lord once more is, uh, you know, Sydney and I have not lived within um, five hours of each other um, ever. And so the times between seeing her have been long and we knew that eventually one day that we could be together, uh, which is coming up very soon. Um, But the thing is, is that place that is so important uh, in a relationship is making sure that you wait on the Lord Mm -hmm. Um, that, okay, it might not be the ideal situation, you know, when I'm having a tough time with school and work or when she's having a tough time with school and work or one of us is in a bad mood, I can't be there, you know, yeah. and she can't be there for me. And that can be tough sometimes. But we also have to know that uh, a short time of pain and a short time of not being able to be there for each other will lead to a lifetime of companionship and a lifetime for us to go, you're having a bad day. Guess what? I'm here and yeah. we can work together. And I think that if, you know, if you don't put that faith and you don't put that trust in the Lord, that any relationship, not just long distance or, or a rocky start, like we might've had, um, <laughs> any relationship, whether it be between uh, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or just friends yeah, needs to have that foundation of faith and patience. I need to trust her. I need to have patience with her and vice versa. And we both need to have patience and trust with God. And I know you might be getting to a point, but just hold on one second. Cause I got one more thing. Just pop no, this in my is mind. Good. Keep going, bro. <laughs> um, 
you know, when it comes to relationship, uh, especially between Sydney and I, we learned very quickly that our relationship could not function without communication. Yeah. Um, and if you've been a Christian for any amount of time or uh, been a studier of God's word and have not made that step into uh, adding him to your life and becoming a part of his body, uh, you'll learn very quickly that communication is an important part of, of your relationship with God. And when it comes to communication, that will help you build so much on your faith and trust with God. Uh, I always mention uh, when talking about prayer, you know, there was a time when I didn't have a job, but I wanted a social life. So right. I had to ask mom and dad for money. You know, if the only time I ever spoke to my parents is when I was asking them for $20 to be able to hang out with my friends, mm. it wouldn't take very long for my parents to start to lose a, a close knit relationship with me. If the only time I ever spoke with them is when I needed something. Yeah. Yet we seem to have this mindset when we talk to God that it's, you know, dear Lord, just be with this person and this person and help me and do this and do that. And I think sometimes we forget the fact that look at all the things that he's already done for us mm. and in communication in reading his scripture and in, in talking to him through prayer or in reading his scripture and allowing for him to talk to you and, and lead you in the direction that you need to lead to be led in. That's when you see what his plan is. I pray to God. My mom always said, I prayed to God for patience and, and God gave me two boys. Um, you know, and, <laughs> uh, and that's very true. <laughs> yeah. uh, we probably give her a lot of patience. <laughs> you know, when we pray to God that we want him to take control of our lives, when we pray to God that we want to have patience and that we want him to guide us in the right path, we need to make sure that we listen to what he has to say. And that's so good, man. Going, this, I'm telling you, bro, this is, this is perfect going into the second, the second point of what I want to talk about here. But, you know, some of our listeners, man, they may be asking, especially, you know, if they're not in the, um, what's the right word, I guess, in the circumstance that you are in terms of, you know, just engaged or what if they just had a breakup or what if they're single or what if they're this or this or older or widowed or whatever, you know, so what do I do? You know, how do, how do I wait? You know, I think, um, you know, I want to talk about, how waiting is not, especially, you know, when, when waiting is mentioned in the scripture, waiting is not passive. You know, people, people think waiting is like, you know, as a little kid, you know, if you're doing something and your mom says, Hey, go wait in the room, you know, you're just going to sit there, you know, you're just going to wait till she says, okay, let's go. But you know, when the Lord says, wait, the Lord doesn't say, all right, case, Jordan, I want y'all just to sit here until I give you what I want to give you. You know, waiting is not a, a passive word in the scripture. Um, but rather waiting is more active, you know, and, and like you talked about, um, you know, while we wait, the Lord expects us to continue to keep doing what he wants us to do. You know, with that example of, of you and Sydney, while you were separated, just because you were separated, it doesn't mean that the Lord wasn't done with you. You still had work to do. He was still working on Sydney. Right. And, and so, you know, I think we can, we can talk about how can I, um, how can I become a, a better waiter. And I think the first, the first thing I have listed here is what you mentioned just by prayer. You know, again, sometimes when we pray, just like you talked about, you know, with that relationship with Sydney, if you always came to her, Hey, I think you did this wrong. Hey, look, I think you did this wrong. <laughs> it would, knowing Sydney, I don't think it'd be too good for you, bro. Not even always. If I just want, <laughs> <laughs> but like if you just constantly, the person that you say you love, if you constantly come to them, well, you're doing this right, but you're not doing this right. You're not doing this and you're not doing this and you're not doing this. 
right? You kind of become discouraged. And so when we talk to the Lord, you know, I'm reminded of uh, Colossians chapter four, uh, verse number two, when it talks about, I want you to continue in prayer, what Paul is talking to the church at Colossae here, continue in prayer, but notice how the end of the verse ends here, but watch in the same, what's the same referred to? The prayer, continue in the same with thanksgiving. So how many, how many times do we just, and I challenge you to do this, and I've challenged myself, which um, it, it's been an adjustment, adjustment in my prayer life. But the next time you say a prayer, don't pray about what you need, what you want. Just say just a literal prayer about, Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for helping me with this. Thank you for being this for me. Then once you start doing that, then you can, like you talked about, Case, your relationship with the Lord will start to grow because it's not on a, a need to know basis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And no, so, no, go on. What you said, what are you going to say? You know what you said about, um, waiting, not being passive. I don't think I've ever heard, uh, anybody use such a great way of describing biblical patience and biblical waiting. Um, you know, but we talked about the patience and, and, and waiting, a lot of time has to do with either the fact that me or somebody else is not ready yet. Right. Um, you know, and becoming ready doesn't just happen because you just sit there. Yeah. Becoming ready happens because you work towards whatever it is, you know, and, and when it comes to our taking control and when it comes to our trying to do things our way, um, I mean, imagine if you will, that a plumber comes over to your house and now the plumber knows what he's doing. You don't, uh, you know, that when you turn this knob that the faucet cuts on and when you turn it the other way that it cuts off, uh, imagine that you were sitting there, uh, under there, letting him watch you and you're doing all the work telling him how he needs to do his job. Mm. You know, even more so it comes to the situation where God is, is willing and able and is all powerful to the point where he can lead you in the right path. Yeah. And when you stop trusting in him and try and do things for yourself, you're, you're forcing him to take a, a back seat and you tell him how you're going to live your life. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you wouldn't do that with a plumber. Don't do that with God. God knows what he's doing. God is preparing you in the way that you need to be prepared. And he's giving you everything that you need in order to succeed. Now I think about uh first Corinthians 13 and I, 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 I bet you the people of Lake City, and I'm sure Laverne will grow to know this, that they'll probably start to hate First Corinthians 13 because of how much I love it and how much I talk about it. Uh, but one of the most, you know, one of the most profound statements uh, in in First Corinthians 13 is verse four: uh, "Charity or love suffereth long and is kind." Yeah, it, it charity envieth not, it vaunteth not itself, and is not puffed up, and it keeps going on and talk about different things that love is. But right there, at the beginning of talking about love, one of the first things that is mentioned is that it suffers long. Mm. And when it comes to God and our relationship to Him, God is doing such a great job of suffering long with us, yeah. of, of being long suffering, of being patient, of waiting on us. We need to return that to him. If we've got the same love for him that he's showing towards us, we need to have patience with him. And when we stop having patience with God and stop letting him guide our lives and direct them in the way that we need to follow after, what happens 
is that now he has to be long-suffering. He has to wait on us to realize that he is the one who needs to be in control. Exactly. Not in this over-controlling, manipulative way, but in a loving way because he knows what's best for us. Right. And he knows what we need. And, and with with going on with that that idea, obviously, number one, I think with prayer, like we just mentioned, but then two, um, I think we could become better waiters on the Lord, I guess you can say, um, if we are active listeners. Yeah. You know, what happens in a relationship, you do all the talking, but then when it's their turn to talk, you, you don't listen or you do listen, but it goes right in one ear and out the other. You know, there's actually a thing called active listening and how you can be an active listener. And so the question poses itself, well, okay, we talk to God through prayer, you know, Colossians 4, you know, all these other verses we can talk about, but how's the Lord talk to us? You know, he talks to us through the scripture. So the question poses itself again, right. So the question poses itself again. So if you want to know what the Lord wants for your life, you're not going to get it from anywhere else other than the word. Because all scripture, like, like it talks about, is given by inspiration uh, of God. And so, you, you know, it's God breathed. So you want to know what God's thoughts are about your life? Well, why don't you open it up and let me talk to you? Yeah. Sit down and listen for once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that reminds me of um, Psalm 1. Uh, it's another one of my favorites. And uh, I, think, I think the reason why these verses I say are my favorites is because they, they apply so much to my life that I see them almost on repeat. Um, you talk about the blessed man. You know, he doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, standing in the way of sinners, sitting and see the scornful. But his delight uh, is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. It talks about how uh, this blessed man doesn't follow after unrighteousness, but follows after God. And, and, and when he does that, when he meditates on it, and when he takes joy in meditating on what God has said, he's like a tree planted by rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season and his leaf uh, shall not wither and whatsoever he shall do shall prosper. Now, when it comes to our lives and when I look at that, I say, okay, when the center of my life, the joy of my life, the focus and the goal of my life becomes taking in what God says, meditating on it, examining my life and saying, okay, this is what I'm doing, but this is what God says. Therefore I need to stop doing this. I need to put in what God says here. Right. Uh, you know, if I'm not forgiving enough, okay, listen, God says, forgive. God shows forgiveness to us. He shows us how to forgive. I need to forgive. When we meditate on that, that would allow for us to be like that tree planted by rivers of water and to bring forth fruit in his season and whatever I do can prosper. And when that comes to patience and when that comes to waiting on the Lord, I go, okay, how do I wait on the Lord? I listen to what he says. Hmm. I ask him for guidance. I ask him for direction. And then I take what he says and I meditate on it. Yeah. I make it the focus of my life. I'm, if, am I dealing with something that's, you know, a problem in my life that I'm, I'm struggling to forgive somebody? Let me look throughout scripture and let me read about forgiveness and see all the different people who were forgiven throughout scripture. Right. And I can go, okay, if God can forgive them, <laughs> you know, if, if, you know, such and such can forgive such and such, surely I can, I can forgive somebody. 
Yeah. You know, and, and when I start to focus on that and I, I really realize, okay, okay, listen, you know what, Jordan, you might be in a different position in your life. Something that you do to me, you might not even realize is bad, but right. to me is a strike to the face. Yeah. And if I don't, if I don't know to look to scripture, to focus on it, to meditate on it, I don't know that when we have a strife, what do we do? We go to each other about it. Yeah. You might not have even realized that you have, you know, upset me or that you've made me angry. And there's no way for you to know that. Yeah. Unless I tell you. I can't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I start to focus and meditate on the word of God, I start to say, okay, here's a problem. Here's a solution. And when I can realize that when there's problems, there's solutions found in scripture, I realize, okay, in my life, there are going to be times when I need to wait. Right. There are going to be times when I don't know the answer. And there are going to be times I need to let God do some work before I act. I can have a better understanding of what God is working on and working toward and what he wants for me when I actually sit there and listen to him and make what he says the focus of my life. If, you know, if he asks me to focus on one thing, I meditate on it. I grow on it. And you know what? I might have to face something later on in life that I didn't know I was going to have to face, but God did. Yep. And he knew that I needed to be good at forgiving before I reached this point where I really, 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 really needed forgive, to forgive someone. Yeah. And that all has to do with waiting on the Lord. Yeah. I wait on his word. I listen to it and I meditate on it. I focus on it. And that's how I can succeed in life. See, I, I was about to tell Case, look, man, it looks like you're right in my points here. But that's, <laughs> but I just want our listeners to understand, especially those that aren't members of the church, you know, Case and I, you know, from different locations and, and everything, but we're speaking the same thing. And that's that's the great thing about the unity of the scripture, you know, especially about being in Christ is the stuff that we're saying it's literally the same thing. So we don't have to fight about these points here. Uh, but, you know, the, the third thing I have is uh, how we can be better waiters is like you talked about, ob- just obeying what the Lord says. You know, a- again, we talk about this concept of waiting in Psalm 30, 37, again, referencing that Psalm in verse number 34, it mentions, it says, wait on the Lord first. But then the second part says, and so a quick English lesson here. Y'all remember, uh, Conjunction, junction, what's your function? <laughs> right? You remember that and? And is conjunction that matches two things together. So the first responsibility that we have, Psalm 37, 34, wait on the Lord, what we've been talking about. But then the second one, you have to join that with something. Wait on the Lord. Then it says, and keep his way. And he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, then you'll see it. So we talk about waiting on the Lord, being active. He tells us right here, look, I want you to wait on me. But while you wait, I want you to keep doing what I say. Remember in John 14, 15, simple, simple verse. If you love me, what are you going to do? Keep my commandments. <laughs> you're going to keep my commandments, right? So you're going to obey what I say. And that's, that's that concept of what you've talked about, Case. And here's the last couple before uh, we get ready to close. Dude, I don't know how long we've been going, but we, it's probably been like an hour, but we're, <laughs> we're going to keep doing this. This is, this is really good. Uh, but number four and five, look for good to do, especially, yeah. if you're, especially if you're single, no matter what age you are. Sometimes you can get that itis to where you look at, you know, you scroll through your Facebook page and you see everybody and their mom engage, yeah. you know, and you're, you're kind of right here sitting there watching Netflix. 
Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Well, what am I gonna watch now? Anyway, you know, you know, you know, Netflix, right? But you know, instead of and again, let me preface it by saying this: rejoice with them that rejoice. I rejoice highly, highly, highly with with Case. But what? So what am I supposed to do? If you're busy serving, you'll forget your own selfishness to be served. You remember, even in, in Philippians chapter four, where it talks about Christ didn't look on his own things, but look, man, look, every man also on the things of others. So, you know, and this goes for myself, for case, for those that are married, engaged, you can always serve. And when you serve someone else, you kind of notice, man, this, what I've been worrying about is not really as big as I thought it was because someone else out there needs help too. You know, if you have something to say about that case, before we go to number five here, before we close out. You know, I think my biggest thing would be um, if you haven't learned to serve yourself and haven't learned to serve, you know, and when I say serve yourself, I don't mean like treat yourself, you know, but I mean, (laughs) if you haven't learned to take care of yourself, if you haven't learned to uh, mature and if you haven't learned to uh, put focus on something that's a problem in your life and fix it. Uh, which I'm not saying I'm perfect at, you know, but I'm definitely a whole lot better now than I was years ago. Right. You can't expect to be capable of doing that for somebody else. Yeah. You know, and, and, and speaking just to the guys here for a second, you know, I never uh, will be able to comprehend fully what it means to be a husband and to be <laughs> trusted crazy. as the head of a household. And I'm getting married soon. And, you know, some people might go, well, you should know that for you. Well, there's no way that I can know fully. Yeah. Right. All about that. Uh, but what I do know is this, is that if I can't control myself and that if I can't have patience on myself and calls for myself to learn to trust in God, I can't be expected to help someone else. To That's right. And when it comes to my patience in a relationship, when it comes to me waiting on the Lord, I need to make sure that I'm right first. And there's so, 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 so much good that can be done by someone who is not married uh, that can't be done by somebody who is, or that has kids. You know, I looked great. I looked very deeply into doing mission work uh, before I got married. And even before we have kids, uh, because it's like, you know, when you got kids, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. It's, it's not, well, yeah, I can sleep in a, in a tent for three months in the middle of nowhere, but you know, what about with a child, <laughs> you know, yeah. what about with, with your wife? Um, all those great works can be done by individuals who have not uh, been engaged, who have not become married, who aren't dating anybody. And, you know, take advantage of the opportunity to not have to worry about somebody else in the sense that your focus, your primary focus isn't, doesn't have to be on them. Right. You focus on God. And, you know, my primary focus is to make sure that they, follow after God and that my family follows after God. Uh, but previously it was just, what is my relationship with God and how can I help? Right. Uh, see that too. And, and here's the last thing. And it goes about what you just said. The last way that we can be better waiters on the Lord is simply prepare. Yeah. Just like what you talked about. God won't bless someone who is not ready to receive what he has to offer. He will not do it. And so, you know, under this umbrella of, since we're talking about it, you know, engagement or whatever. I was reading a book the other day um, for, for men 
And it said, you know, as if you're single right now, he said, you should uh, know how to work your own finances. You should know how to handle, you know, you know, your own, you know, your own house. You should have your own place. You should have this. You should know how to do this because you're preparing yourself for once that person comes into your life. You know, if you're not prepared and then another person comes into your life, they're not prepared and you get together and you say, I do. What do you think is going to happen? You got two unprepared people in a, in a relationship where you need to be prepared and ready to go. Now I'm not saying when you come together, you know, both parties are always going to be Disney tale perfect and everything's going to be amazing from that point on. But it's also good to know a direction of where to go. And, you know, talking about this idea of preparation, we can prepare while we wait. So in my case or in other people's cases that aren't married, that's a single preacher. You know what I could be doing? I could be preparing myself financially. You know, I just, I was just talking to my mom about it the other day. She said, you know, you know, you got your own place. Now you got, everything is on you now. You know, you got your own place. You got your own job. You got your own. That was fun. <laughs> like, yeah. But at the same time, she was like, you know, a thing that you can do now is start to prepare yourself financially for her. I have no idea if this girl even exists, bro. Yeah. But they said, prepare yourself, put a, put a fund away in the bank just for marriage. Then start, start when you're in the office, if you're not studying for anything else, start up your own personal study on marriage. Then start your own study on how to, how to um, you know, be with somebody and how to be uh, emotionally intelligent because women are emotional creatures. So work on your emotional intelligence. Work on and prepare for this so when it happens, you can be that much better. You can kind of have a step up if that, if that happens. You know, and when, when it comes to her, you can't fully understand all, all aspects of marriage, of course. And uh, right. even people who are married for 50 years, you know, uh, still don't understand and uh, completely. Uh, but one of the things that I know I've worked towards uh, is that I need to have an understanding that uh, everything that the Bible talks about in specifics of marriage isn't everything that the Bible has to say about marriage. Right. You know, even if it doesn't mention the word marriage in it, the Bible can still, uh, you know, apply to your marriage. You know, just like patience and waiting on the Lord uh, or listening, forgiving, loving. Yeah. You know, all those things might not be coupled in with, OK, well, you know, when you're married, do this, you know, <laughs> written in you know, some part of Scripture. <laughs> but, you know, the forgiving of one another. Yeah, I know there's going to be times when I'm going to mess up and not be the perfect husband for Sydney that I need to be. Um, and there's going to be times where she messes up probably more mess ups from me than from her, but, um, we need to have the understanding that it's, I messed up. Yeah. I need to realize that I messed up. I need to ask forgiveness. And when I ask for forgiveness, the other party needs to forgive and we need to learn from it. I kind of wanted to close, um, with a, a set of scriptures that really has helped me, um, in, in waiting for things, not just for marriage, of course, and not just for right. finding the right one, but in all things. And that's Second uh, Peter 1, verses 5 through 9. Second uh, Peter 1, 5 through 9 says, And besides this, giving all diligence to add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they shall make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. He that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. 
you know, and that might not be in, in direct correlation with, with waiting, but what it shows me is that when it comes to my Christian walk and when it comes to me following after Christ, that it is always a stepping stone. Mm. It is always something that, that improves. You know, you look at uh, giving, besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. All those things are stepping stones. I might be amazing at loving my brothers and sisters in Christ and showing brotherly love. Right. If I don't have patience, I'm not complete. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I'm not entire. And when it comes to me waiting, if I am sitting around doing nothing and expecting God to do all the work, I'm going to be waiting a lot longer. (laughs) Um, But if I am sitting there letting God do the work and then looking back and going, okay, while he's working on this aspect of my life, I'm going to become better at forgiveness. Yeah. While he's working on lining up somebody who is perfect for me and who is right for me and who we can be husband and wife eventually, I'm going to work on making sure that I'm good at being patient. And then I'm good at being loving and then I'm good at being forgiving. And I'm going to grow on that so that when God finally brings this person into my life, I'm right there and I'm ready. You talked about preparing, you know, making sure that you're right yourself. I haven't been married yet. I will in a few months. I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) Um, I I expect everything to be fantastic with some bumps in the way. Um, Cupcake phase won't last forever. But I will expect this. I will expect that God knows what's best for me and her. Yeah. And I will expect that as long as we show our love and our trust in God and center our lives around his word, that we can really do great things together and work really, really great together. And, you know, I hate laundry. She loves it. (laughs) I hate dishes or I love dishes. She hates it. Those two complement each other. They work together. And the same goes when it comes to our working together in the church. There's going to be times when I don't have the motivation that I need to have. And when I don't have the patience and the love and the kindness that I need to have. And she is there to be that helping hand. She is there to be that person who allows for me to become a better servant of God. And that only happened because before we ever came together, we had our own experiences where we had to learn things the hard way. Yeah. Where we had to grow in our patience and our love and our forgiveness on our own before we can bring it together. And when it comes to the individual who is waiting for that right person or who has, who hasn't found that right person or might know that right person, but might not know how to talk to him yet. <laughs> make sure that you work on yourself as much as possible. Be the best Christian, be the best servant, be the best person and the best example that you can be. And God's going to provide for you in the time that you need it. You notice in that verse you brought up, notice it said add to yours. Yeah. So notice it was singular. So even if, so let's say hypothetically, we're talking about you and Sydney here. So let's say y'all are already married. You don't share your faith though. Your faith is now you can help her. No doubt. But your faith is still yours. Her faith is still hers. You just are working together now. So add to your faith. So this is something that both of you continue to work on. But now that you're together, now you can work on it together. Mm-hmm. So that's why even, and this, this is a perfect wrap up for what we talked about before. 
waiting is always coupled with faith. It, it always has to be together because you, you know, you may have to wait for something, but while you're doing this, add this, add this, add yeah. this, add this. Then once you put, like you said, it's a stepping stone. And once you have all that, then help somebody else. Yep. And if you'll notice, it not only is it add this, add this, add this, add this, but there's a specific order in here. And it might not be the specific order that you follow, but if you'll notice, some of these things help to complement the other. Yeah. When you've added first, uh, you know, patience, it's going to be easy to have that brotherly love and that brotherly kindness later. Right. When you, when you pay, because man, I'll tell you what, some of the brethren test you sometime with their patience, <laughs> but when you've got that patience, it's yeah. going to make it easier for you to show brotherly kindness. Right. And when I have my life and when I'm waiting on God to do the right thing, when I'm waiting on God to put me in a position that I need to be in, I need to use those things that he's given me as a blessing. Use these opportunities to grow my patience so that when I'm required to do so, I can use it to glorify him. And I, I mean, I guarantee you, um, or at least I hope that God's given Cindy a lot of time to work on her patience because she's probably going to need it with me. But yeah, just grow on it. It's so good. And, you know, I hope you've all enjoyed this study that we've had. I know this is, you know, I was kind of tired going into the end of the day, but, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm reboosted. Oh, I'm saying, yeah. let's go, you know. It, yeah, but you should joke at school. Let's go door knocking right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just an awesome feeling to know that, when, you know, when you just talk about the scriptures, when you meditate upon it, when you kind of are reminded of things in the scripture, how much that can encourage you. You know, and no wonder the Bible says in Romans ten seventeen, we we're talking about faith. No wonder it says, but it comes only by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the only way our faith was strengthened just now, what were Case and I just doing? We were studying and talking about the faith. And that's an active hearing too. It's active. Yeah. Just that's, like that's not just that in ear out, uh, out the other. That's a listening, yeah. applying, working towards. And meditating. Psalm, meditating. Psalm, what you talked about. Yeah. Yeah, I've really enjoyed having Case on. Hopefully we'll be able to have him. Uh, on the podcast again. Uh, before I let him go, I'm going to let him uh, kind of plug his social media and things that he wants to uh, plug before we get out of here. Uh, just uh, look me up on Facebook, Case Britton. There's not uh, another one out there that I've seen yet, so it's pretty easy to find. Um, also on Instagram, stuff like that. Uh, I'm greatly appreciative of the opportunity to uh, come on this podcast today, and uh, I look forward to not only uh, working together with the congregation at Laverne, but I'm very thankful for uh, the opportunity that Jordan has given me here. Uh, and I'm looking forward to any of the great work that we get to do together uh, between me and Jordan. I know that we had a lot of fun in school, so <laughs> I think we'll do a lot of good work together in the future. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully uh, I got you some more brownie points with Sydney. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this podcast. Christmas is coming up. So, you know, Trying to help my boy racking up. <laughs> All right. So again, appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. And uh, hopefully that we'll continue to grow and learn together as we continue to study the scriptures. Thanks guys.